0: French Sharp led to die for love. They delight in fighting to us. But I prefer a man who lives and gives expensive jewels. Again. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Oddly Unexplained. But more specifically, True Crime Thursday. You're wondering why I did that, it's case swap week, but my case will also be a bit of like a conspiracy murder. It's all- a bit of everything. Time. It's a bit of everything. And it is a very famous case. Yes. That I'm very passionate about. So if I get really mad in this episode, you know why. This also just may be a bit of a long episode,
1: done a lot on it. We're
0: covering an entire person's life, like yes. a person's entire life. So, but, you should listen and what is the tea of the day isabella well the tea of the day is isn't. i think it is called let it snow it's a bit shy it is from david's tea which for all of our australian listeners is an american canadian tea business that we love we are not sponsored in any way that is not what's happening here, but we are open to it. We <laughs> are very open to it. <laughs> yes. That is what we were drinking. But it is, it's chai kind of cinnamony. Mm-hmm. It was from their Christmas advent calendar this year. Last year. Mm. So it's interesting. I like it. It's very cinnamony. Mmm. It's just good. It's like, you know how you put your cinnamon in your chai? It's got that already. It's got that already. Mm. Okay. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, for listen to discussion today, it's pretty simple. This case isn't going to be too deep, but there may be some undertones of murder. It's a murder case, and there also may be some strong talk about themes of drugs. Strong themes of drugs. So and suicide and mental health. Yeah, that those might be sprinkled in there, but that is not generally the main theme. Now, Isabella, what case are we doing today? We are talking about the mysterious death, Marilyn Monroe Queen. As is very into this one. Yes. Born Norma Jean Baker to mum to mother Gladys Pell Baker. I saw many different answers for the father on the internet, so I won't include the name, but she did have a father who left before she was born. Oh yeah, Norma's father left when he found out Her mother was pregnant with Norma. She was born on the 1st of June, 1926 in California. Her mother mother could not look after her financially or mentally. She was to be given to the Bodlanders, I'm sorry, I butchered that, with frequent connection to her mother. She was then given back to her mother who unfortunately suffered a mental breakdown and was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and was admitted to a mental state hospital and little norma was put in the care of the state all right already a bit rocky but only gets rockier she was sent to an orphanage where she was to live but no sorry she was sent to live with her mother's best friend grace goddard but shortly after was sent back to many foster homes and a girl's orphanage grace goddard eventually took Marilyn back to live with her in 1937 Although this didn't last long as Grace's husband unfortunately began molesting Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Norma at the time. Okay. So it's already very dark. Yes. Um. Marilyn went to live with Grace's Aunt Anna after this incident, although due to Aunt Anna's advanced age, she could not take... She could not take proper care of Marilyn. Marilyn, once again, for the third time, re- had to return to live with the Godards. The Godards planned to relocate, but according to law, they couldn't take Marilyn to with them. She only had two choices, return to the orphanage or get married. She okay. was 16 at this time. So it already sounds like she's been moved about a bunch. She's never really been in one stable place which usually doesn't set the scene for anything good. But what choice did she make? She chose to get married. Okay. To a neighborhood man, James Doetry, who was reported to be abusive. Wow. Um, It's just worse and worse from here. It's okay. She has, she has, she has her moments. I can only imagine, yeah. It's so hard. Mm-hmm so she she was married to him from 1943 to 1944 okay so not very long. no she started ma- m- modeling which was a big thing that ruined their marriage but obviously him being abusive ruined their marriage the worst yeah more than anything that wasn't gonna help Mm-mm. she was made she was made uh mainly featured as a pin-up model all right what's a pin-up model in the like during the 40s 50s the 60s there was a lot of um on your calendars you would have very uber attractive women yeah usually in bikinis or like small clothes and you'd put them up around your house so that's the pinup model why all right then
1: i don't have an answer
0: for why i'm sorry <laughs> yeah at this point she had brown curly hair but soon after her agent recommended that she dyed her hair platinum blonde. She sort of straightened it a bit and had some plastic surgery. So, yeah, that's not. I liked her hair. She had perfect I, ringlets. I did like her hair. I've seen photos of before she changed it. I liked it. I don't know. I think just sort of represents the model, the modeling agency community sort of thing. It does. Yeah. And she was like. Quite curvy, mm-hmm. which um, in those days wasn't a big thing for like models that weren't pinup models. Yeah. Mm. So her first movie was Scudder Who, Scudder Hay." Well, in 1948. That's the name. I know, right? I was. <laughs> it's an odd name. Yeah. Which led her to be fe- featured in 23 films. Including All About Eve, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, How to Marry a... Sorry, I'll put it in the dates. Wait, wait, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yes. So All About Eve was in 1950. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes was 1953. How to Marry a Millionaire was 1953. Many, many more. They sound like the same movie. She was was quite known for being a sex symbol. Yeah. And it is very sad because... For a lot of her acting career she was looking to like become not a sex symbol anymore Mm -hmm. but she couldn't book a movie that didn't have a yeah in a role like that she was married two more times right joe jimago 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 for how many years a baseball player for from 1954 to 1955 okay and Arthur Miller, who was a playwright or a movie writer from 1956 to 1961. Okay, so that one was longer. And our last movie was called The Misfits. Mr. President Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. I just have to say, all I could really hear was, like, the crowd just, like, screaming because it was obviously just, like, taped. When she sang it? No, it wasn't. It was actually there. It was just that's that was a tape playing. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You could hear a bunch of people in the background. They were all like, woo, because she was a starlet. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably wondering, why was I playing that song? Gosh, Asta. It was because we will be talking about two of the Kennedy family. Oh, she, we're very into this one. John F. Kennedy, who, I will, who we will refer to as JFK for the remainder of this episode, was the 34th president of the United States of America from the years January the 20th till November the 22nd, 1963, the day of his assassination. Okay. We will talk about his assassination later. Pinky sweet. I love that case. It's a great one. His brother, Robert F. Kennedy, was a U.S. senator from New York, brother to JFK, who we'll call Rob. Got it. So he was in office between 1965 and 1968. And guess what 1968 was? What? His assassination. Oh, yeah. Make sense? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're wondering while I mention this, keep wondering. Oh, yeah. We'll get into it later. <laughs> so. So I assume there was an overlap between the two? Same time. Okay. She was having an affair with them. So, oh, I just spoiled it. She was having an affair with both of them at the same time. Why? That's odd. So was she married to one of the three? No, she wasn't married to any of them. Okay, but she was just dating them both at the same Yeah, time. they both had wives. All right. So. Time for a timeline of her death. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. This is not my own, I will say. No. Timelines are hard to make. I know. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe spent the last day, Saturday, August 1st, at her Brentwood home. She, during the day, she met with her photographer, Lawrence Sh- Shulner, to discuss the possibility of Playboy publishing nudes, can I start again? I said nudes, no, not nudes. From the last day of our life, Saturday, the August 4th, at a Brentwood home. In the morning, she met with photographer Lauren Schiller to discuss the possibility of Playboy publishing naked photographs taken her on the set of Something's Got to Give. Now, you were probably wondering, Isabella. Yes. What are you talking about? I thought you said our last movie was The Misfits. I am wondering. Something's Got to Give was technically our last movie, but it was never, like... Sure, because she died during it, during the production. Oh, okay, it's been interesting. She also received a massage from her personal massage therapist. Who doesn't need one of those? We all have one. (laughs) She talked with friends on the phone and signed for deliveries. At the house on the morning of her death were housekeeper Eunice Murray, her publicist Patricia Newcomb, who had stayed overnight. But uh, according to Newcomb, they had had an argument because Marilyn had not s- slept well the night before. Which I want to know how that argument went. You didn't sleep well, so I'm mad at you? Yeah. That's the weird argument. <laughs> oh, I get mad at you all the time about that, don't mm. I? Yeah. I, that's, that's. And like, I tell oh. you that. I preface the conversation with that. Also, like, why is the publicist sleeping at her house? Like, why couldn't they just go home? Like that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, how desperately does your publicist need to be there? Like, it's a bit odd, a bit suspicious. (laughs) It's very odd. So, at four thirty p.m. on the night of her death, her psychiatrist, Ralph Greenson, had arrived to conduct a therapy session. What does this mean? Like she had therapy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I figured. Before Greenson left he had asked Murray to stay overnight to the housekeeper to keep Monroe company at 7 to 715 uh, Monroe re- received a call from Joe DiMargo jr who was that that is a husband's son her he husband- told her Second husband's son. Okay. He had told her that he had broken up with a girlfriend she did not like. Why did he? That's an odd conversation. <laughs> like, hey. Hey. Um, I broke up with the girlfriend. You know, the one you don't like? Yeah. That's such a weird conversation. I could not imagine that. Um. He detected nothing alarming in Marilyn's behavior. Around 7.40 to 7.45, she telephoned her therapist. Didn't you just see him? To tell her the news about the breakup of her stepson. How involved are all these people in her, like, stepson relationships? I love that. It's like, hey, yeah. My stepson, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I hated that girl. It's like coming up in your therapy a lot. Like, why? Your step? You're technically, like, ex-stepson's boyfriend, like, girlfriend? Like, how often does she come <laughs> into the conversation? Dude, that girlfriend man. It really drives me up the wall. So, around 8pm, Marilyn retired to her bedroom, and she received a call from actor Peter Lawfield, who was hoping to persuade her to attend the party his night. He became alarmed because Marilyn sounded like she was under the influence of drugs. She told him to say goodbye t- to Pat, say goodbye to the president, was his brother-in-law, and say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy. What? Before drifting off. Okay. Unable to reach Monroe, Lawford called his agent Milton Evans who unsuccessfully tried to reach Grayson and later called Marilyn Monroe's lawyer, Milton A. Mickey Rudin. Rudin called Marilyn's house and was assured by Eunice Murray that she's fine. I'm very confused. So president's brother In in law calls his manager who calls her manager, no, who calls her therapist and then calls her lawyer. Why? Because a housekeeper. Why couldn't they just call the housekeeper or not? Like, why do you have to go through so many people? Her lawyer? Like, what's her lawyer going to do? Oh, like, if you're going to sue her for it, like, let me know. Like, what? why is the lawyer involved? I don't understand this. Like, why are there so many people involved in unrelated things? I don't know. It does not make any sense. So, at 3.30 on s- Sunday, the August the 5th, her, her housekeeper woke up sensing that something was wrong. That's a weird thing for a housekeeper to do. It's a weird thing for anyone to say. Like, I sort of understand mother's tuition a lot of people talk about that, but like, housekeeper's intuition? Like, that's not a thing. Like, how did you sense something was wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. She saw a light from under Marilyn Monroe's bedroom door, but was not able to get a response and found the door locked. Murray telephoned her therapist on whose advice she said she looked through a window, like in a window into Marilyn's bedroom. Stop calling the therapist. The poor therapist. The therapist does not need to know about your ex stepson girlfriend, but the fact that her door is locked (laughs) and the fact that you might think she's on drugs. The therapist doesn't care that much. Maybe about the drugs. He entered the room. So she looked over the window and saw Marilyn lying face down on her bed, covered by a sheet, clutching a telephone. Grinson arrived shortly after. He entered the... The therapist was there. Why? This is not the lawyer. He entered the room by breaking a window and found Marilyn dead. He called her physician. Oh, gosh. Called the doctor and the doctor said? Hyman Ellenbert, who arrived at the house around three a.m. and officially confirmed her death at 4.25 a.m. Okay. That's 35 minutes. So, she meets with the therapist. She calls the president's brother-in-law, who thinks she's on drugs, and then she dies. Odd. Very peculiar. I think the thing that's creeping me out the most about this is just why are there so many people involved in everything like why are your managers and lawyers and therapists just like no she doesn't need that all the time i don't think the most famous people like i think that's odd though why does your therapist need to know every aspect of your stepson's life well like why if you're really gonna tell her like tell her when you go to see her Yeah, exactly. You were literally there like an hour ago. Chill out. You don't need to call her. You know, this is reminding me of that um, Apple TV show that was based on a true story about like the therapist who like scammed this guy out of a bunch of money and basically controlled his life for like 20 years. So, you know, could be that. That's my hypothesis so far. You're going to disprove me? Maybe. (laughs) So the official course report statement was, Miss Monroe had suffered from psychiatric, 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 disturbance for a long time. She experienced severe fears uh-huh. and frequent depressions. Mood changes were abrupt and unpredictable among symptom- symptoms of disorganization. I don't know if that's a symptom, is that a symptom? I don't think it is, how? we were like what scale of unorganization are we talking like are her papers not in alphabetical order or is she like i don't know that's a lead symptom it is sleep sleep disturbance was prominent for which she'd been taking sed- sedative drugs for many years she was thus familiar with and experienced the use of sedative drugs and was well aware of their dangers. In our investigation, we have learned that Miss Monroe often expressed wishes to give up, to withdraw and even to die. Okay, interesting. Which I think it's weird that they said to withdraw or even to die. I wanna know more about these seductive drugs can you take me there? Just wait, I'll oh. finish the coroner's report. It's the next part. Okay, I'm ready. On more than one att- occasion in the past, she had made a suicide attempt using sedative drugs. On these occasions, she called for help in being rescued. It is our opinion that the same pattern was r- repeated on the evening of August 4th, except for the rescue. Okay. So they think this was a suicide attempt. Yes. Why? What is pointing to that? That's my question. So I'd say this, I'm not going to get into Ellen Ray Greenberg because I will not stop once I start. But I know in a lot of cases, like when police They seem to be, just from the coroner's report alone, I know I haven't gotten him police and stuff, but it seems to be very, like, leaning towards suicide. She was found with bottles of Nembutal around her. Okay. Which is the drug. I guess, yeah, that that would make sense. So, yeah. That's why they're pointing towards that. Yeah. All right. That's a pretty solid answer. It has been our practice with similar information collected in other cases in past recommended a certification for such deaths as probable suicide okay that's what she was ruled dead as that's her cause of death okay mm-hmm. that makes sense um yeah it seems like a pretty sturdy coroner's report i've seen much worse additional clues for suicide provided by physical evidence are a high level of barbatuates and chloral hydrate in the blood okay so they did a blood toxic. they did a blood toxic. okay so with with other evidence from the autopsy indicates the probable ingestion of a large amount of drugs within a short period of time the completely empty bottle of nembutol the prescription for which 25 capsules was killed the day before sorry that was filled the day before the ingestion and the door locked to the bedroom which was unusual I don't know if I would say a door lock to the bedroom is unusual, but <laughs> I am wondering. Um, so you said they did a blood tox. Did, did they pop her stomach when they thought it had so something to do with drugs? When your stomach, when you've ingested drugs, you have like a yellow lining in your stomach. Yeah. And it has an int- like a weird smell. Uh huh. Which they didn't see either of those. Okay. So there was no yellow stuff. No weird smell, but we'll get to that in a second. Sorry, I just had a sip of tea. <laughs> Barbiturate is a drug that acts like a central nervous system depressant. That sounds intense. So your central nervous system—it basically like chills it out. Yeah. They are also used as an ex an exolytic. Anxiety medication, hypnotics, sleeping meds, anti-convulsants to help stop seizures. They are generally not used anymore due to how addictive they are and how easily they are, and how overdose can occur so easily. easily. English. Despite the despite, I am sorry. This <laughs> I am having. Despite despite that, they are they are still used as a general anesthetic. Okay. So you're telling me to treat migraines and epilepsy. Okay. Extreme migraines. So she was taking these drugs for basically like an anxiety medication sort of thing, correct? Like calming your central nervous system. As well as a sleeping medication. That was the idea. But now it is used as a general anesthetic. Yes. And it gets worse. That's a bit... I understand that like they didn't understand drugs back then, but as well, that is very strong That's a strong drug to be giving 25 capsules of that. Like that's a lot for a strong drug in one go. They are also used relating to capital punishment. Why? To help kill the person. And assisted suicide which if you aren't scared of these i don't know what will scare you i don't understand i'm very confused so i i totally get like their research wasn't the same as it is today but surely they would understand how dangerous this drug is like this is this seems like laying around for an accident to happen <laughs> like, this seems very accident prone the specific type of barbitrate that marilyn overdosed on was called Penta barbitual or Nembutol, which is what we'll call it, a fast acting barbiturate, which is also common with vomiting. Okay, vomiting, got it. Or, and almost certain with overdose. So vomiting is evident with overdose. Yes. But do you, any overdose, this one even more. Did she have signs of vomiting and things from her supposed overdose? Would you think she'd have signs of vomiting? I'd say she would if that's what happened. So aside from being nearly certain with an overdose, is with an overdose, especially with a drug that, I don't know, actually makes you vomit. But nevertheless, she was found without any vomit in her mouth, only her. Surely that would discredit that. I don't is there any has there like they ever found anything that could make you not vomit? No, okay. She only had like water next to her. I'm very confused. So all the signs are pointing towards it's not a suicide. Yes. So or that she didn't even take the drugs. But if she didn't vomit because she didn't take the drugs, then like where why was there out why was there drugs in her blood tox? Oh, okay. She could have injected them. Interesting. But they said no needle marks were found. Yeah, but like depends how small of a needle you're using when you get a okay. blue shot. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to talk about how untimely her death is. Everyone except Pia Lawfield had reported her to be in good spirits. She she'd made plans for the next day. Okay, that's not usual to suicide behaviour. Which is weird and she had all she was talking when her therapist talked to her she seemed happy she seemed positive and excited for the life her life okay interesting she was talking about being how excited she was to be in the movie everything yeah and the lawyer who ran what what was the housekeeper doing when she said she was fine i don't know that's just like i don't know this is odd Getting some inconsistencies here. Now we will go back to the Kennedys. Back to the Kennedys. The affairs. This might make sense while I was talking about the Kennedys. Marilyn Monroe was having was a cat yelling. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe is having affairs, was having affairs with two of the most prominent men in the world at this point in time. Okay. And this was not a secret, especially after she sang "Happy Birthday, Mr. President." All right. So, could that be a motive? Because I, I don't know. As I'm sitting here, I'm leaning more and more towards murder. Because, like, for example, if you overdosed her, like, on oral medication, like those pills, um, you could just clean up any signs of vomiting. Exactly. So I'm thinking that's. Probably likely And the drug would have killed her in like under 20 minutes. So did they, did the police look into that route at all? No. All right. Interesting. So now we're going to talk about the Red Diary. Marilyn Monroe kept a diary where she wrote nearly everything. And it's very probable that she was writing about her affairs with the Kennedys. Yeah. Especially if she was writing... About secrets of the Kennedys. Ooh. Sorry, that's just a cat. So, basically, she... Sorry, she was... but this diary was never found. Did someone steal it? They were looking for the diary, but they couldn't find it. Okay, that's odd. That's really odd. Now we're going to be talking about witness accounts. Her neighbor said she saw someone who looked like Rob Kennedy outside her house at a similar time of death. Okay. Do we have any other? Nope. Nothing else. That's Not just... even a name. All right. Well, next we're going to be talking about the tapes. There were tapes found of her. Basically, this just plays into the whole thing. There were tapes with her and a therapist talking about how excited she was for her life. Why does her therapist have tapes? I don't know. Feels kind of weird. So now we'll talk about probably the most prominent feature, Dr. Hall. Hmm. There was an ambulance call to the scene when they first found Marilyn. It was completely covered up. Why? Because the hospital only admitted to it quite recently. That's really odd. And Dr. Hall, when, so, when you say, like, covered up, you mean, like, it was not in police reports kind of and thing? And they denied it. Why? Okay. They straight up denied it for ages. That's really odd. So, Dr. Hall said, mm. as he was talking to, um, so he said he was talking to the press, as I bent over her, it hit me. There was no vomit, unusual with an overdose, which is the woman, which is what the woman her housekeeper managed to tell us she thought was wrong and there was no odor of drugs from her mouth another classic sim- symptom she she they think she swallowed 64 pills so was that how many did she need to kill her i don't know okay that fe- that seems like a lot i feel like that would you would have gotten it plenty. hall was baffled so they wanted to give her, like, so they put a, a tube down her throat. Yeah. And the um, the, the, uh, the, the, um, psych- the psychologist was instructing Hall to give her positive pressure. He, Hall was baffled. Why remove the resuscitation equipment when I was working? Still, he did as he was told by whom he thought was Marilyn's trusted doctor. He started blowing into a tube connected to Marilyn's airway while Greenson pressed on her abdomen. The doctor then pulled a hypermic syringe and super long needle up his back. He drew a liquid from a bottle with a rubber seal and and filled the syringe. He felt his way down her ribs like an amateur, then thrusted the needle into her chest but it didn't go in. He hung up, he hung he hung up on the bone in one of her ribs instead of trying. He just leaned into it, his cheeks quivered with the effort. He pushed hard and drove it all the way th- through his rib, making a loud snap as the bones broke. I knew he scarred that rib bone. I'd watched a lot of medical procedures, and this guy was damn right, brutal. Okay. So it sounds like her doctor's not very good at his job. That, was a, that wasn't even a doctor, that was a psychologist. Why was her psychologist sticking a needle in his chest? Oh, sounds like something from, like, a medical drama. I'm very confused. So let me just recap this here. So the ambulance arrives. They're doing forms of resuscitation, and it's working, right? Mm -hmm. And the psychologist, who I don't know why he's there and has no authority to tell the ambulance or the doctor actually what to do, and yet he drives the needle through her rib, breaking it, and he tells him to stop the thing that was working. Mm -hmm. That does not make. He said the liquid was like a greeny brown. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, does it? And he sounds like he did some sort of like spinal tap kind of thing. Mm. Why? Okay, I'm incredibly. I know I keep saying how confused I am, but I just like, why was this psychologist? I I'm very suspicious of the psychologist. He's just in. He's a part of everything. And like i sort of get like her calling him to tell her about the boyfriend and not like, at all i don't get that that's, at all. but like i guess that's a personal matter she might care about she might, not that passionately maybe, though maybe she does but like this like why is the psychologist here and why is he sticking a needle in her chest that does not make anything whatsoever now we're gonna get into the theories i'm ready i'm ready for it the first theory i wanted to start with probably the most ludicrous is aliens okay um aliens so she thinks people think she was taken to area 51 by one of the kennedy brothers all right and saw like aliens or something and was killed because she was going to tell the press about the aliens now usually i'm big on aliens but this makes no sense it makes zero sense there are no signs of aliens I don't think that is. I don't think this is an alien case. I say plenty of cases are alien cases, but there's none of those telltale signs. No one saw anything. No one heard anything. There were no. Often when we hear about alien encounters, you know, shadows are often flipped. No, they just thought she saw an alien and wanted to tell the press. Yeah, but like it's weird. I don't. So I don't, I don't think it's... she knew something about the Kennedys. I think this is highly likely. If you were yeah. like. I think this having is... affairs with two of, of these people, I feel like you'd know at least something. Yeah. And Rob Kennedy had told her recently that he wanted to stop the affair. Okay. And it's rumoured that she told him that maybe, we don't know if he really did that, maybe he just did that, like, to tell his wife or something. But it w- it was rumoured that she said she'd leak something to the press. So he killed her. Okay. He arranged someone to kill her. This theory makes a lot of sense to my to me. I feel like... He's a very influential man, and if she actually did have something on him, I could understand that. Yeah, I and I also feel like the means of murder sort of fit with that, although I will say a lot of the time men will often, like according to statistics, men are often more, when they do commit homicide, it's usually less in the route of drugs and poison. That's usually how women generally commit murder. But I guess if he had hired a woman to do it, that would yeah. that would work that out. But or I, maybe he just did it because, like, she'd already, like, committed, yeah. tried to commit suicide. I think with. it's the perfect kind of mix of weird but reasonable that, like, that's why we're here today. And I could totally understand how if you were going to fake, not fake, but, like, if you were going to murder her, I feel like this is a very smart way to have done it. So the FBI killed her because they didn't want her to keep going on about having affairs with the Kennedys or spill at anything from the government. So the FBI arranged a big thing, they used the psychiatrist, they they were, like, running the autopsy reports, everything. I don't think the FBI would kill someone over that. I mean, they might, but... So what if she knew really bad things about the government that they were doing? Yeah, I could sort of see that. I feel like the idea of it being more personal is more likely... Because I don't think she would have been so targeted by such a large organization. I think it's much more likely that this was a passionate crime of, like, injustice, that kind of thing. So next, I want to talk about that someone in our house killed her, whether connected to the Kennedys or not. Psychologist. That's (laughs) my answer to that question. Why? He's so suspicious. Or do we reckon she could have, like, genuinely just committed suicide? No. I know. no, no, no. Okay. There's no signs of suicide. No. There's no note. Her diary is gone, which is weird. Um, there aren't any of those... I would say if she was going to overdose on drugs, that's how she was going to do it, why would she n- use a needle? Like, Because that's the only reasonable way the drugs, if that is what killed her, the drugs could have gotten into her system because there's no signs of vomiting. There is an excuse that she um, passed. She, Like, they... She the drugs had already gone out of her like she'd already like gone to the toilet or something because she was taking so many of them already. But I don't think that's right. Yeah, because I didn't You say like it? they took effect pretty quick. Yeah, they're fast acting. Yeah, her great. system wouldn't have processed them by that point. I'd say it's I all of, out of everything. The most likely is that it was some personal I think it was the kennedys yeah i don't know if it was the kennedys it was the kennedys or the psychologist i think it was the kennedys i do not understand the psychologist he's too involved that's my problem with him i think but i will do because want to mention this is the first episode of like a mini series i will be doing about the like famous conspiracies yes famous conspiracies. yes so i'll be doing that for a little while tune into that please don't sue us yes that's very important don't sue us um make sure to come back next tuesday for part two of the amityville horror where we will be talking about the once we get into the more paranormal side where this tuesday if you missed it we talked about the DeFeo family deaths yes. what are you going to be doing next week Astor? <sighs> i'm either going to be doing jfk Yes. Or The Curse of the Kennedys or Bones. So you can tell me on Instagram which one you think I should do. Because yes. I'm a bit stuck. We are. We always, like always, if you have a case in mind that you want us to cover, or if you've found literally anything new about a case we've previously covered. Message us. Yeah. You can DM us on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. We look at that. We check our Gmail very commonly. It's podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us that way. Uh, you can contact, us, can contact us through our website at www.UdlyUnexplained.com. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. And remember to lock those doors even because, you know, it might be the scary president. Bye. Bye.